What's up, guys? Welcome to Level Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Bowen. We look forward to talking to you guys today. What's up, guys? Hope everybody's having a wonderful day today. Uh, my name is Chris Bowen. I'm the host here at the Level Up the Podcast. I've got with me Eric today. Eric runs a landscape business in Chicago. Him and his dad, they got a thriving business there that they're really trying to focus on growing and kind of taking that business and going from a lot of maintenance and kind of moving into the hardscape side of business. So, Eric, why don't you introduce yourself and introduce your company? Hey, Chris. So, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Eric with Santa Barbara Landscaping. We're based out of uh, Chicago. My dad started the business in around 2006, 2007. So we've been in business for a while. Uh, we do a lot of maintenance. We're trying to transition a bit more into a hardscape industry. Uh, but as long as it's an outdoor, we can always help anybody out. Man, that's awesome. And so what are you guys kind of doing um, to grow? What what type of plans are you guys implementing? Just really word of mouth or what are you guys doing? Yeah, so right now we're mostly uh, working with referrals. Uh, since we're still small, uh, we don't want to get too much into having like a lot of yeah. estimates and a lot of more in our head that we just can't control ourselves. So right now we're kind of just keeping it with referrals, but uh, every year we're trying to implement something where we're able to uh, keep growing and hopefully uh, get our brand out there, you know. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's important that people not grow too fast, especially when you guys are doing things in-house the way you guys are, because um, then you get, you know, months and months out. And I'm sure with the Chicago weather, that's not exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, a great idea. <laughs> um, you know, I, I haven't visited Chicago a whole lot, but I grew up in Colorado and, uh, you know, same thing with the weather there. It's not exactly conducive a lot of the time. Yeah, so that's what we try to avoid, uh, especially right now that we're going to start. It starts with the spring cleanups. Uh, right now, we're having really nice weather, surprisingly. But once we start, sometimes it rains, sometimes it snows, and it pushes back. So we don't want to grab, like, all the clients and then have them be like, these guys don't show up, they're not responsible. So we try to keep it at a level where we know that it's enough for uh, my dad and I and our crew to help us out to keep growing, you know? Yeah, that makes total sense. And so what are you guys doing as you guys are kind of leaning into more hardscape, what are you guys doing to kind of learn the hardscape side of the business? Are you guys doing trainings or what are you guys kind of doing to learn that? Uh, yeah, actually, we've been going to a couple seminars, uh, anything that like Unilac here uh, uses, uh, all their seminars we try to attend. Uh, I've taken a couple courses to help me get a better understanding of what we need to get done. And just uh, anything that we actually find that helps us uh know more about the industry so that we're able to be more professional with our clients and know that uh, we're the experts on this. Uh, anything that helps, we just kind of attend. Uh, we try to make time for it. No, that's really cool, man. Um, as far as referrals go, are you guys working with like realtors or other people that are, you know, kind of in the outdoor space? Or what are you guys kind of doing with that? Uh, yeah, I actually work with a couple realtors. Uh, they'll call us for a maintenance cut or they'll call us before pictures and hey like hey can you get this done for me can you clean up the property and yeah. uh i let them know to let know the new owners that we're obviously in the industry and if they ever want to help uh, contact us even for a one-time job we're able to help them out yeah definitely and then i assume you guys own a lot of your own equipment correct yeah we own uh basically i would say about 90 percent of it although it's 10 percent we rent but that's for bigger jobs like a bigger uh bobcat yeah. skit here or something like that's what we rent out so guys that are, you know, just getting into business, growing their business, you guys have been around for a while. How did you guys go about starting to accumulate all that equipment? Was it just something that happened over time or did you guys get to the point where like, hey, we just we're ready to jump in. Let's just go buy it. Or how did that kind of work? We kind of 
started a uh, little by little, you know, uh, we, there was times that we would run, like, let's say a sock cutter when we need, we had a big job for uh, taking out a lawn and putting in a new lawn. Uh, we would run a sock cutter out. And then eventually we started noticing that we were having a lot of jobs that was replacing lawns and stuff. So we would try to like, from every job, we would try to keep a little profit, but to invest in a future on a machine. And then eventually we got a machine for cutting grass and stuff, those sock cutter for cutting the grass and stuff, making our life easier. And like that for every single job, I guess you would say, every time we knew we needed something from every job, just put a little bit of money aside. Even if it's $50, eventually it's going to accumulate to what you need. That's exactly right. I think that's a, something that a lot of people don't think about is, you know, when you've got long-term goals, setting that money aside so that you can hit them because it's not just about growing your business. You really have to think about the financial side of it. Um, so for example, I came from pool construction. Okay. Um, and so we owned a lot of equipment, dump trailers, trucks, things like that. And I was lucky enough. I had most of our equipment paid off um, when we ended up closing. But people don't realize the amount of money that it takes to fund all of that equipment. Yeah. Like, you I have put a lot of money aside yeah. for that. I have a couple of friends that they're starting in the industry and they kind of notice that anything they're making now is not really a profit that it always goes no. into the business. And we're like, dude, we've been in business for a couple of years now, about 18, 19 years. And we're still like, we, there's a lot of profit that comes in, but at the same time, it goes out. Like it disappears into new equipment that we got to keep uh, keeping up with, you know? I think I didn't really have a, uh, a paycheck per se, I think when I first started giving myself a paycheck, it was 50K a year, but we were already doing about a million dollars a year in business at that time. And to think that a million dollars, I'm making 50K. The yes. rest is going back into the business. Yes. Like people don't quite realize the amount of money that it takes to run a business. You know, you get a lot of the perks, you know, you get your cell phone, you get your vehicle, yes. you know, all those things that get wrapped into business expenses. But you still have other bills. <laughs> yeah. People think that owning a business is like you just make a lot of money and you're not making yeah. like any uh just you're not making a weekly paycheck. You're just making a bunch of money and the money comes easy and it's like, oh you're a business owner, or oh, you must be rich because you're a business owner. But they don't realize like the hours you gotta put in to keep up with the work and stuff and like keeping schedules and it's just crazy. It's not easy at all. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. What's your typical week look like? What is a what does a week breakdown look like for you? Uh, since, since we're a small business, uh, like I said, it's me and my dad running it. Uh, so Monday through Saturday, we go out with the guys around the field. Uh, so we only do three days mowing, actually. So we do mowing on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. And okay. then Monday, Friday, and Saturday, we do all, all our extra. So any hardscape, any landscape planting and stuff like that, it's when we do all our extra stuff. So from, let's say, on a Monday... Uh, my dad would actually get up like around 5, 6 a.m. to go get the trailer because we don't have a, a big shop. So he has to go to uh, get a trailer from another space that we're renting out. So he'll go out, get the trailer. I'll meet the guys at the parking lot by 7. From there, we'll run to our job sites. And we work till about 4, 4.30. And then that's when we head out. And that's basically an everyday thing. Uh, since, uh, like I said, we're a small business, I'm the one that after 4.35 that I'm home, I come home, I do invoices, I'll catch up on estimates, I'll call, reach out to clients, email them. I want everybody listening to hear that, that they start at 4 or 5 a.m. to go get it, work till 4, so 12 hours later, and then come home 
and do paperwork and estimates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure the big companies have uh, someone doing that for them that they could just come from seven to five. But even then, I know that even the bigger companies, I know people that they're working on Saturdays doing estimates or uh, catching oh, up yeah. that employees couldn't do. So there's always something. Like, I feel like just being an, uh, an owner, it's just you're always going to be working. Uh, you'll, I feel like eventually maybe you'll get there. But if you really want to get there, you really got to put in the hours. You got to put in the hours, especially in the beginning. Um, you know, those guys who don't do anything, it's because they've, they're have they at a point where they can pay others to do it, right. where that business cash flows well enough and it's got a good enough profit margin, you know, to where they can pay others to do that work for them and then still get a paycheck on the side. Not everybody's that lucky. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they work in their business until they can no longer do it. And that's just, that's the way that it is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we all have goals of eventually getting outside of our own business yeah, and, you know, being able to go sit on the beach and relax and smoke a cigar with a, you know, a cocktail in our hand. But right. realistically, you know, that's probably not going to happen for the majority of business owners. And that's, right. just, that's just the way that it is. It's going to continue to be that, you know, day in, day out grind. And that's okay. You know, yeah. because uh, at the end of the day, you don't have a boss. You are the boss. Right. You get to set, you know, what you want to do and you have a goal that you're working towards. And right. that's, you know, that's what it's about. Right, right. So, yeah. I mean, it's just everybody's a little different mindset when it comes to that. Um, are you guys planning on, you know, is that the, the end goal is to eventually to have people that work inside your business and you guys kind of work on the business itself rather than in it? Uh yeah, I guess you could say we, I mean, like I said, I know everybody wants to grow. We do too. Uh, we do want to kind of step out the field a bit, but not a hundred percent. We just want someone to help us out more in the field and be able to uh, make the hard decisions on the field. And then if something just, they just can't take care of, obviously call us and we were able to run out to them and be like, all right, we'll yeah. take care of what's going on. But uh, I, I feel like in, for the next couple of years, uh, we still want to be in the field, but at the same time, step back a little. I've always found that's the hardest positions to hire for is the guys that can make decisions in the field enough that they feel confident in those decisions right. where they're not constantly calling you to say, Hey, Eric, I've ran into this. What do I do? What do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? Cause it's, that's almost more annoying than being out in the field yourself and having to make those decisions. Cause if you're on the field, you get to make them regardless. Now you're just having somebody bother you about it. Right. I feel like that's the hard part is hiring the right people for the right positions. Uh, and speaking of that, how do you guys go about hiring? Uh, so we actually put out uh, an ad in Indeed. Uh, and we, we've had a couple good uh, uh, workers come in. But we also, uh, it's more of a word of mouth thing. So we'll ask our guys that, hey, do you know anyone that's interested to work for the season? And uh, they'll try to bring someone in that they know. Or they'll yeah. be like, I know someone, but they're just trying to work in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And we'll since we're staying like a little busy with all the hardscape stuff, we'll be like, all right, let them, let them know that we're hiring. Uh, if they want to work one day, I'll hire them for one day. If they're working a day, uh, two days. We could like uh, figure out a schedule so that they're able to work and we're able to all uh, pull their work ahead. Yeah, that's... I've always found that the best employees came from referral from current employees. That's right. what I've always found. I struggled with indeed a little bit um, because they match you with a lot of people. And then, you know, you'll find that people lie on their resumes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot. 
Yeah, we've had that where uh, they'll say that they had so many years of experience and then we'll tell them, all right, come up down. Uh, let's see what you could do. And then we'll be like, you know how to trim? And they'll be like, yeah. And then when they get the machine, they're like, how do you turn this on? This one's different. We're like, bro, like all of them look the like, same. They're not that different. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> one trimmer is not that different from the other to right. where you don't know how to turn it on. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the things that we realized that it's just like, okay, like we got to pay a little more attention. Like put them on the field to the test. See if you really know what you're talking about. Or you just Google something and be like, all right, this is what I know how to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I used to go through and question people and be like, okay, well, if you run into this scenario, you know, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the guys that freeze up in those questions, it's like, okay, clearly you don't have the experience that you said that you did because I'm running you through a fairly basic scenario that's going to happen a lot in the field. And if you don't know how to answer that, something's not adding up here. Right. Yeah, it's uh, that's always the the most fun, apparently. <laughs> Hiring. It's the best part of the business. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely. Um, and then what? So, what does a typical season in Chicago look like? What's what's a season look like for you guys? Uh, so let's say uh, many people start here in March fifteen. We usually don't start till like the first week of April. But from April, the first week of April to the last week of April, it's what uh, they call spring cleanups. So cleaning up all the leaves that stayed from the fall and stuff. And then from May all the way to about October is when you do your regular mowing, our regular maintenance, weekly maintenance and stuff. And then again in November, we start with our fall cleanups again, trying to clean out all the leaves that are falling and stuff. And then from there, uh, December to uh, early March, depending on Chicago's weather, uh, yeah. snow removal. Okay, so you guys do snow removal as well then? Yeah, we do snow removal. Uh, we don't have a lot of clients. We try to keep that very minimum. Uh, we try to keep the clients that come in. If they want us to do snow removal, they got to give us a year-round contract. Yeah, I've definitely done that before. That is not easy work, especially yeah. when you have to get out there with a shovel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting out there like at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning uh, when we have to start cleaning up. And then the guys don't answer. It's a little bit stressful that we're calling them and be like, yo, like, um, it's now I know it's late as hell, but there's nothing we can do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just part of it. I mean, I had a – so growing up, I had a buddy whose brother-in-law owned a landscape company in Colorado, and that was their big wintertime thing is they did snow removal. So I remember several times going out, he'd pay us like 20 bucks. That's it, to go out for the day <laughs> and shovel snow at apartment complexes and put down salt and man you want to talk about some hard work that is some hard work yeah yeah uh the money is good in snow removal but i feel like if i already think the maintenance side of the this industry is crazy just keeping up with snow removal is just a lot worse because like us of of as the owners we try to stay watching like once it's not going to stop how much snows are going to come so even if we say let's go to sleep for two hours, our brain's just constantly thinking it's snowing, it's snowing. Don't forget, don't don't fall asleep. You have contracts that you need to uh, get done and stuff. Yeah, I can imagine that's a little bit stressful. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that's a little bit stressful. Saying, "Can I go to sleep tonight? I don't right. know if I can actually sleep tonight because I may have to go to work or I may have to call somebody." Yeah, you know, and then you have to remind yourself, wake up like every thirty minutes or every hour. Yeah, to check the weather and make sure that you're still good. Like that's, yes. yeah, that's not easy. We had a couple of uh, events where like the weather app, the news, everybody was just like, there's going to snow, there's going to be like two to five inches. And we were just checking on the, on the weather app. Just, we couldn't sleep just checking on it. And then the hours passed by the next morning by like 10 AM, there's nothing on the ground because it just disappeared. It just went away. So we were just like, great. We didn't yeah. even sleep and we didn't even have to go out. 
That's the way it is in Texas. Usually we don't have anything that sticks. It all just kind of melts away. Um, Colorado is quite a bit different. Colorado sticks a lot. <laughs> um, Texas, it just gets icy and nobody near knows how to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and what I say, I feel like it's 10 times worse. <laughs> yeah, they, they just shut the state down here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of marketing, what are you guys kind of doing outside of just uh, relationship building with different, you know, realtors and homeowners and things like that? What are you guys doing for other marketing? Uh, so right now, before we start the season, we start calling in the guys and I have them uh, distribute flyers in the area that I'm trying to target. Uh, usually it's areas that I have most of my clients in that I want to keep growing in that area. And then uh, when we do like, let's say a hardscape job, I have flyers that uh, we put out in that same block. So yeah. we'll just let all like clients and they're like, hey, like, we're there. sorry for being loud and if our trucks are in the way, but always, you're always welcome to come into the property, make sure uh, you want to see what we're doing. Uh, and if you need an estimate, feel free to come by. You can always stop by. Yeah, I worked for a hardscape company for a little while, and that was one of the best tools that we had was if we were doing a job in a neighborhood, we'd go knock on. We'd choose five people's doors to go knock on in that neighborhood and just say, hey, I just wanted to let you know we're getting ready to start a job. I apologize ahead of time if, you know, there's any sort of inconveniences to you. If somebody parks, you know, in front of your driveway, anything like that, you have any sort of complaint, here's my card. Please reach out to me. I will make it right for you. And you'd be shocked at how many referrals you get. Oh, yeah. Just over that. We've had uh, one time I stopped one of our trucks in front of a driveway. It was just like a quick stop just so that we could load one of our machines on the on the trailer. And we we had a neighbor come out like super mad. And I was just like, I'll be here like two more minutes. I mean, just please give me a chance. I'm like, it's the easiest way for me to load up. I don't want to like cross with my back, my yeah. kid all the way to the other side. And then she wasn't so happy about it. But she's like, just make sure you clean up. So uh, we loaded and we cleaned up for her. And then I went, I just went to the store and I got her a $25 gift card for Starbucks. I'm like, here, I'm like, sorry for the troubles. She was super happy. She was, she didn't expect it. And we actually got like a couple of referrals from that just from. Uh, yeah, absolutely. When, you, when you're go out of your way to be kind to people, it goes a really long way. Um, and it's something that's so easy that so many people neglect to do. Um, and just, you know, making sure not only are you taking care of the client, but you're taking care of their neighbors too. Yeah. Cause they got to deal with it also. It, yeah. it sucks to deal with it in your backyard, but it sucks just as bad when it's your neighbor's backyard. Yeah. Well. And I think this person worked from home. So we were pretty oh, yeah. with the machines. It was a little annoying for us. I, I felt bad that I oh, still yeah. used her driveway, but after the gift card, she was like super happy. And a couple of months later, she actually called me to do another uh, small hardscape job for her. And she just, the first thing she said was, thank you so much for the coffee. I appreciate it. I didn't expect you, awesome. to do that. you didn't need to. And it, I just felt like that was like a good way to get another time, you know? No, it absolutely is. And it's, you know, it's something so little that goes such a long way with people. And that's a good lesson for everybody out there too. You know, um, that's a good way to go get referral business. It's, you know, it probably costs $15. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, mean, and that's it. Uh, sometimes uh, people will come out mad, but. And I know like you're stressed or something, but always just go out of your way. Like that's something I've learned throughout the years that uh, I'm stressed, but whoever's in their house, I'm bothering them when they're in the comfort of their home. So I just need to learn to chill down a little and be like, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, let me know how I can make it right for you. Even if you're not working for them. I mean, obviously, if they ask for like a thousand dollar discount. That's a whole different story. <laughs> that's a little different. <laughs> you know, some, some fifteen hundred dollar job, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just do something small. Go out of your way. Like, just uh, be nice, be respectful, and uh, they'll, they'll appreciate it in the long run. 
Well, cool, man. I appreciate you hopping on here today with me. Um, for those listening, if we've got anybody in the Chicago area, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, so right now, the only thing I'm running on social media is Instagram. So you can find me at sta.barbaralandscaping. Uh, just reach out to me through DMs or something, and I'll be happy to help. And do you guys have a website or a cell phone number people can call? Uh, no website at the moment. That's something I'm trying to do uh, hopefully next year. But a uh, cell phone number, you can reach me at 773-266-5624 or 259-1842. Awesome, Eric. And, man, it's been a pleasure today. I hope you have a wonderful day. And for everybody listening, we appreciate you guys listening. Yep. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.